guys, what's happening? It's Coach Phil Houston here, and I'm back with another episode of Four Pillar Fitness for you. Um, today we've got a really cool topic. It's going to be a little bit of fun. I want to welcome everybody. Uh, but before we get to today's topic, a uh, real quick bit of housekeeping. If you listen to us on iTunes and you like what you hear, would you drop us a five-star rating so that people can find us and get some value from the podcast? Really, really appreciate that. I'd be very grateful if you would. Uh, now on to today's show, 12 Weight Loss Hacks That Don't Work. Hacking your body, biohacking, seems to be this huge topic these days. And there's articles out there about weight loss hacks and fitness hacks and fat loss hacks and all that stuff. I'm going to cover 12 weight loss hacks today that just don't work, okay? Um, if you're one of the millions of Americans who are trying to slim down, lose some weight, or just find a healthier way of eating, um, you may have fallen victim to this kind of clickbait nonsense. You know, uh, Dr. Schmaz's 10 natural weight loss tricks, um, easy fat loss with, you know, insert weird food name here. Um, eat slash drink slash do this every day and watch the pounds fall off. It's okay. Don't beat yourself up. It, it, it's really easy to fall prey to this kind of stuff. Um, if somebody's sneak bullshit attack when you're really at your, at a vulnerable point, you want to take on a challenge of getting leaner, healthier, and fitter. And these people know that. Okay. And what they're going to do is they're going to use specious science to got, try to get your money and get your attention. And they often do. Um, unfortunately, there's lots of people out there who are willing to lie to you um, for that that purpose to get likes and follows get your money all that stuff um, and get you to even worse to spread this crap on your social media and, and look like a fool um, there's lots of well-meaning idiots in the health and fitness space too and these are also people who really believe the crap they're telling you um, but again I'm, I'm digressing just a little bit um, I'm gonna give you a single piece of advice that changed my approach my, my own health and fitness and has changed the approach of virtually every client I've ever worked with whether they're athletes or busy moms and dads and it's this enjoy the process. Don't fixate on the product. Okay. Just enjoy the process. Don't fixate on the product. Another way to say it is it's about enjoying the journey um, and being present to it, right? Not rushing to the destination. If you were driving along a beautiful highway in, in Rocky Mountain National Park or Yellowstone Park going somewhere and you really weren't late, you knew you could get there on time, you would take your time and take in all scenery and enjoy it. The reality of it is no matter where you feel like you are in your fitness journey, you're okay. You can get where you want to go, and you don't need to rush and take shortcuts. Um, now, that's not saying that sometimes you can't speed the journey a little by adjusting some things, um, but fitness tweaks is a topic for another day, and that's stuff that actually works. Okay, right now, let's shed some light on some of the nonsense that some of these weight loss hacks really are. Um, I'm going to jump on some big ones, really not in any particular order. Um, first one, we're going to cover skipping meals. So this is a common trick that people use to try to cut a few pounds really fast. And if you skip a meal a day for a week and you're sure to eat your normal amount at other meals, you're likely to drop a pound or two for the weekend. But at what cost? Because you're feeding your body an insufficient quantity of calories or energy in this case. Your brain is going to act to slow your metabolism down to match the amount of energy coming in. It's also going to stimulate your hormones to make you hungrier. And that's not a good thing. So when you wind up eating, your system will want more food and you're more likely to binge at some point. So not a healthy thing, right? And add being cranky and tired all the time to that, uh, to that particular formula in this case, and the temporary weight loss is really isn't worth it. Hack number two, focusing on more or more intense exercise. More is not better, folks. It just isn't. Um, do you really enjoy a killer workout? And I don't mean like something that was fun and you enjoyed and it challenged you. I mean the kind where sitting on the toilet the next day is like a medieval torture, just an absolute pain, okay? Um, if not, you probably need to think about pairing exercise and proper diet to get where you want to be. There's nothing wrong with tough workouts, but tough is relative. When you show up at a new boot camp in town and everyone else has been there for three months or more, 
Don't worry about trying to keep up with them. All right, they're already in a groove. You need to get in your groove. Focus on getting the most out of you without wrecking the rest of your week. Remember, when it comes to workouts and exercise, challenging is a relative phrase. Everyone was a beginner at some point. Many people who begin an exercise program as part of an effort to lose weight simply overdo it in the beginning. And remember, sustainability matters. It's really, really important. You can't out-train a bad diet. Uh, pairing intense exercise with a diet full of sugars, processed foods, and garbage won't get you to healthy and lean. It will likely lead you to a dead end or maybe just another dead end because you've probably been there before. In my nearly two decades of doing this, I've seen hundreds of people not out-train a bad diet but still overtrain themselves right into a program-ending injury or illness. Really just a bad thing. Hack number three, drinking green tea, eating coconut oil, or drinking apple cider vinegar. Listen, all these things are fine on their own, and they have a place. Green tea is a great drink, delicious, loaded with antioxidants, and really can help with hydration, but its impact on metabolism is minimal. Not, not non-existent, just minimal. In fact, a 2018 study published in Human Kinetics concluded that, quote, the metabolic effects of matcha, green tea, should not be overstated. Coconut oil is also awesome. I love it. Um, it'll tame your frizzy hair. It'll definitely improve your skin quality, and it's terrific for cooking. I like cooking with it. Some recipes really benefit from the flavor that it adds to foods. But it's a calorically dense fat that should be used sparingly in cooking and recipes. And as for apple cider vinegar, not all it's cracked up to be. But I guess if you drink enough of it, you'll feel sick and you won't want to eat. So maybe that'll help you lose weight. I don't know, but you feel like crap. Hack number four, wearing a fitness tracker. These things are all the rage. They're all over the place. Like, you know, Fitbit version 94. I think they have one now that actually in, in, infuses itself to your brain via wires and becomes part of you. I don't, I don't know, I'm kidding. But it's just crazy how far these things have come along. Everybody has one or wants one, but no magic happens when you strap one on. You're going to need to some, get some goals and a plan to follow them. Those don't come with the tracker. They're sold separately, so to speak. Uh, and multiple studies back this up. The studies in both the Journal of the American Medical Association and the British Journal of Sports Medicine found no improvement in fitness outcome directly related to the use of a wearable fitness tracker. It doesn't mean they're useless. There's just no automatic effect on weight loss. If you utilize the food journaling tools, and that's a lot of work, you've got to input a lot of stuff, right, and track your caloric intake and output, they can help you see when you're in a caloric deficit. And this is an important baseline for weight loss, really important stuff. So hack number five, going gluten-free. Everybody seems to be gluten intolerant these days, except they're not. Some people are, but they're in the minority. For them, being gluten-free is a matter of avoiding feeling like crap all the time. It's kind of like life and death, and it may be in some cases. But most likely, that's not you. In truth, and I'm going to be honest here, in complete transparency, going gluten-free all at once might cause you to lose a little bit of weight, maybe, but there's a problem. When you go gluten-free, your gastrointestinal tract changes. You might lose the ability to process gluten altogether, and when you go back to eating it in any real amount, you're going to have developed a gluten sensitivity, and that's not a side effect we want. That'll make you feel like crap, and then you're not going to want to do anything. Fact number six, employing the cabbage soup diet, or insert single food name here. There was the hot dog diet. There was um, the apple diet. There was a whole bunch of different diets, right? Um, the grapefruit diet, where you eat, you know, you, it's possibly one of the most ridiculous concepts ever, okay? It really is. You eat nothing but cabbage soup or whatever for some random number of days, and you'll lose weight. There's so many things screwed up with this diet idea. I don't even know where to begin. Suffice to say that after X number of weeks on a diet like this, you're going to be knee deep in pizza, cheeseburgers, and cake just to satisfy your messed up food cravings. 
and the wave will come back, laughing all the way to your hip, thighs, and stomach, and your butt, everywhere else, okay? Um, avoid that stuff. Hack number seven, the no-carb diet. First, this is virtually impossible unless you eat absolutely nothing but unprocessed beef, chicken, fish, and pork, and stuff like and meats, basically. I mean, not one iota of anything processed, no veggies, no fruits, and absolutely no breads, pastas, or grains of any kind. I'll tell you what, we'll drop, we'll drop by and pick you up for dialysis in a couple of days. I got a true story about this one. So I had a client years ago, he was in his early 50s, great guy, owned a salon, really good dude, very active, very fit, wanted to be, wanted to be fitter. He wanted to cut some fat and get shredded up for a beach vacation. So he went on a really super low-carb diet. I mean, we're talking 10 to 20 grams a day total. Not, we're not talking 10%. 10 to 20 grams a day. So somewhere between 40 and 80 calories from carbohydrates. It was against my advice, but he claimed to have a dietitian friend, you know, yada, 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 you know how that goes. So he comes into the gym one day for a session where I was working and his skin was somewhere between yellow and orange. And I'm not exaggerating. It was bad. I wish I, if I had my camera phone at that time, truly really before they were popular, I would have taken a picture of it. it was that bad. He'd been eating so few carbs that his skin changed color. It was a sign of a form of protein toxicity that we had to take care of right away. So needless to say, we changed his diet immediately and he quote unquote fired his dietitian. Um, and, and, and he started to get better. He started to feel better and look better really quickly. As somebody myself who uses a flexible ketogenic diet for my own fitness, I can tell you that cutting all carbs simply doesn't work. Your energy levels will tank, your workouts will suffer, and your hormonal system will go nuts. You either end up binging on carb-laden foods or having your kidney shut down. Don't do this. It doesn't work. Now, I'm not saying low-carb diets don't work. They do. I'm talking about no-carb. I'm talking about trying to cut out all carbs. It's not going to work for you. Okay? It's going to backfire. Hack number eight, and I'm going to ruffle some feathers here, and I don't care. Transformation challenges. And I'm not talking about habit-based challenges like we run or places where, where you can actually have a challenge that, that your challenge is to show up and do things differently. Again, habit-based. I'm talking about what we call a value-based challenge, how much fat you lose, how much weight you lose, how many inches you lose. Lots of gyms and training centers run these. We used to do them in my, the gym I work at now. We don't anymore, okay? Lots of people do them over and over. Have you ever asked yourself why the same people return to these challenges repeatedly? I mean, if they're so effective, why do people, people keep going back to lose the same weight over and over? Because they don't work. All they do is produce a whole class of fitness tourists, people who bounce around from challenge to challenge, hoping for the next magic bullet. There ain't one, never going to be one. The focus here is on a result, not on changing habits for the long term, and that's the problem. Many people don't get past the first week, often because they see, don't see immediate results, and they do see a couple of other people who maybe haven't done 20 transformation challenges jump right out to a fast start, and they get discouraged, and they quit. Even for those who do succeed in one of these, they often gain some or all of the weight back in return only to find out that losing the weight the second, third, fourth time gets progressively harder as they do. Jump in one of these if you want to challenge yourself. I have no objection to them on, as, as, a, as a basic premise. I just object to what they lead to, okay? But don't pretend if you jump in one of these things that it's a real answer to your long-term and sustainable weight loss and fitness needs. Hack number nine. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm going to ruffle a lot of feathers today. That's cool. The juice cleanse. Oh, God. You drink juice for a week, much of which is sugar-laden, by the way. Welcome to insulin hell. You lose a few pounds. Great. Now what? You're going to drink only juice for the rest of your life? I know they all sound healthy, right? You juice all those fruits and vegetables to concentrate the nutrients in them. 
Do you know what you're not getting? Real food, fiber, and satisfaction. Okay, you're losing out on all those things. Juicing takes the majority of the fiber out of the fruits and vegetables, so you pour sh the sugar over your teeth, but don't chew any food. Not chewing your food actually short circuits an entire hormonal pathway that helps to signal satiety. In other words, signal fullness. It's science, the words of Ron Burgundy. You also lose out on satisfying your body's need for protein. Plant proteins are great, but there's tons of research showing that our bodies prefer the enzymatic and amino acid profiles in animal proteins. And again, an argument for another day. I don't want to have that argument today. You want the goodness of fruits and veggies? Eat them. Your body will thank you for it. Hack number 10, the master cleanse. This might be the worst piece of garbage. I, I, I smile, you know what, I, I don't I think I'm, I'm getting three pieces of garbage in this list, but anyway, this is not a great idea. You live on a concoction of water, cayenne pepper, lemon juice, and maple syrup for a period of three to 10 days. Mmm, that sounds delicious. Aside from sounding atrociously boring and gruelingly uncomfortable, it doesn't work. Unless, of course, your goal is fatigue, nausea, nausea, dizziness, headaches, maybe even some diarrhea thrown in for good measure. Then the master cleanse is for you, baby. It's, your, it's where you're going to live, all right? This thing deprives your body of essential nutrients, including proteins, which can lead to muscle loss. And let's remember, kiddies, less muscle loss means you burn fewer calories and less fat, remember? It's basically a starvation crash diet. Doing that once probably won't hurt you, but repeating that particular brand of torture, crash diets that is, can hurt your heart and increase the risk of a heart attack. Again, the American Heart Association has lots of research on this. So avoid the master cleanse. <clears throat> Hack number 11, filling up on water. Now, I'm a huge proponent of hydration for my athletes, for my moms and dads, for everybody, okay? But there is no magic amount of water that will help you lose weight and keep it off. Now, for those of you who are sitting here saying, yes, but how about all those MMA fighters and wrestlers and boxers who make weight by drinking two and a half gallons of water a day? They do it for three to five days, maybe seven days. And then as soon as they weigh in, guess what? They pile the food in to catch up on their weight so that they feel stronger again. Okay? Water is the best way to hydrate, but no. Drinking a gallon a day is not a guarantee of weight loss or fat loss. That being said, increasing your water intake will probably not hurt. If you're eating a ketogenic or a low-carb diet, you may be eating little or no fruit or other water-dense foods, so it's good to add some exogenous intake, in other words, something from outside of you. If you're increasing your exercise, consuming more water will help keep your energy levels up, speed recovery, and allow you to train a little more intensely. And that's a good thing. All right, last but not least, and it's gonna sound like a little bit of a repeat, but this is kind of a different situation, different, different aspect of this. Hack number 12 is going on a cleanse. We've covered two of these already, but let's cover the more general topic. Cleanses or detox diets do not work, period. Yes, you may lose a few pounds, but they are not going to solve your problem, okay? I don't care if it's a food-based cleanse, like an elimination diet, a strict elimination diet, or one from a nutrition company, you know, the people who base their nutrition around the, the research they don't have. These things don't remove toxins like the literature claims, and you may, like I said, you may lose a little weight in the short term, but there's a big problem here. These cleanse programs will not teach you how to eat for life, and you need to learn how to sustainably eat for life to keep the weight off. If you want to change your physique, you need to address your habits. Exchanging one set of crappy nutrition habits for a short-term starvation diet masquerading as a cleanse, parenthetically, another set of crappy nutrition habits, right, is not the answer. So by now, you're probably asking, what should I do to lose weight? 
It's a really fair question. And I am going to be offering some advice on how to create and sustain a fitness and nutritional lifestyle that will help you get the body you want, have the healthy life you want, and keep it. Okay, that's a very personal thing. So I'm going to only going to be able to offer some general things, but I'll do the best I can. But for now, I'm going to give you some really simple advice to get you started. Enjoy the journey. Love what you're doing. Just enjoy the journey. Be present to your activities and decisions. When you're choosing foods and choosing your workouts, be present to it. Think about why you're doing it. Be aware. Self-awareness is huge. Okay? It's very important for you to understand why you do the things that you do so you can help do, but you can do better things. We always do what we know how to do until we know something better, and then we can do that. Okay? And that's okay. Forgive yourself for your errors, including believing the hacks, both the human hacks and the literary hacks. And last, keep the faith and keep after it. Don't quit. Quitting never got anybody to a healthy lifestyle. You can do this. It's, it's doable, even in our stress-filled, crazy world. You can pull this off. Thanks for joining me on this edition of Four Pillar Fitness. Remember, you can email me through the Anchor Podcast app or directly at coachphillyhouston.gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram at Coach Phil Houston and on Twitter at, at Phil Houston. I'm also on YouTube as Coach Phil Houston and my website is coachphillyhouston.com. Thanks again. We'll see you next time.